finishing well. <clears throat> this is the topic of this morning, or always abounding in the work of the Lord. That could be the life that finishes well. <clears throat> Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 1, A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Why would he say that? <laughs> it's better to die than to be born. Well, because life is finished. The fight has been fought. The battles have been waged. The race has been run. The seeds have been sown. <laughs> the trials have ceased. The triumph over temptations will be had. That's because the race has been finished. <laughs> Better is the day of one's death than the day of one's birth. So, when we have a funeral, we should rejoice and have a party. When we have a birth, we should... <laughs> and as you get older, you think of the little ones that are born and you think, I wonder what lies in store for their life. If you're older, you think of all the times you've been through trials and they've got a, a lot <laughs> to look forward to, in a sense. So that's why he said that. Paul said in Philippians 1.21, For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Colossians 1.5, For... For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. And so when we die, that's where we are. We are the hope is, is real, it's alive, it's, it's, it's happened. <laughs> Second Timothy 4.8 Henceforth, Paul said, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. So the, the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. In regard to spiritual matters, let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the hope that it gives us, for the assurity, assurance that it gives us of things to come. Our home in heaven, the future, is bright as the promises of God, and we have a multitude of promises in the word of God. Lord, bless your people with your word today, and for those that might be here that are unsaved or listening in, Lord, may they... Trust the Lord Jesus and be born again while it is yet day. While the opportunity is there. For those of us who are Christians, may we run the race that is set before us with joy. With anticipation of reaching the goal one day. Lord, we pray for those that aren't well and can't be with us. That you administer to them as they are in their sick beds and comfort and strengthen them, Lord. And may they be some way be able to listen in to your word being preached somewhere today. We ask and pray your blessing upon us now. In uh, Lord, we do pause to give you thanks too for the rain. What a blessing it is. He sent the rain on the just and the unjust, and we've seen that happen again. And uh, broken, broken the drought a little, we pray, Lord, that you would continue with those showers of blessing. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> You've got your little outline there in the bulletin. Uh, as you want to fill it in, we look at 
if we want to finish well, we've got to do several things. You say, well, our salvation doesn't depend on doing. No, it doesn't. But if we want to finish our life well, then these things must be in our life. First of all, we must start well. Remember in the races at school or wherever, little athletics maybe, you went into those other places you've been and they put the, in a race, they get in those things they got for their feet, don't they? They, they put both feet in there. It looks as so such an awkward way to start. You're sort of almost laying down. <laughs> and uh, ready, set, and then bang, the pistol goes and off you go. You're out of the starting blocks. In the race. In a relay, you join in halfway around or whatever. <laughs> but have you got out of the starting blocks, spiritually speaking? What do I mean by that? Are you saved? I mean, that's what life is about. That's why you've been born, that you might be born again. I can recall when I got out of the starting blocks spiritually at 12 years old. A lot of people start young. They get saved early. The Lord challenges them. By varied and different means, they are brought to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus and are saved. Some middle age, some older age, and we can be thankful, very thankful if we got saved when we're older. Because the statistics are against us. And it usually doesn't happen because we're set in our way, our worldview, and that's it, and don't bother me. <clears throat> Praise the Lord, did it? <laughs> I was the third child of six, oldest son. Trusted the Lord at 12 years old, had a legacy of family uh, before our family, families uh, that left Prussia because of spiritual problems over there and migrated, immigrated to Australia and called Australia home. <laughs> and praise God that that has continued in some form in the generations that have followed. But we have a legacy. And if you haven't got a legacy, you can thank God even more. <laughs> that you got saved out of a situation where your parents weren't saved. But thank the Lord that you got out of the starting blocks. As it says in 2 Timothy 3.15, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. And Paul said there to Timothy, as a young man, he got started. Have you gotten started? <laughs> <clears throat> I remember as a younger man in, the, in my teenagers, not man, teenager. <laughs> well, whenever you become a man, it, <laughs> some mature earlier. I, I remember clearly the thought the Lord brought to my attention. If I serve the Lord, and I've shared it with you before, for an entire lifetime and one soul got saved as a result of that, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Because that soul will be forever, for eternity in heaven. And I uh, thank God for those that had an input in my life earlier on. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? These thoughts were ringing in my ears as a teenager. <clears throat> and the Lord moved me along very quickly. I could share a whole testament I've written down here, but we won't do that this morning. Are you living with eternity's values in view? Have you 
been born again, Jesus said to that religious, religious leader, to inherit the kingdom of God, you must be born again. You've got to start your spiritual life somewhere. And if you don't, you go out into eternity lost and to under eternal condemnation. There's a verse that I go to when speaking to young people about life and things that they're looking forward to. And it's in Ecclesiastic chapter 11. We're not going to look up all the verses that are in the bulletin there. Don't, don't worry, we'll be here. <laughs> we'll be here till tonight. Ecclesiastic chapter 11 and verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. You know, you see young people, they get up and they run here and they run there and they do this and they can bend everywhere over backwards and you feel, oh, I wished I could still do that. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, rejoice in the things, the opportunities you have. Rejoice in what comes your way. But know, in the end of this verse, but know thou that in for all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. Don't forget while you're having your fun, and kicking up your heels as a young person, you're going to be judged for these things. Saved or unsaved. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. It soon comes that you have to give an answer to God. In chapter 12, there it talks about the elderly. And at the end of it, it speaks... And says, and further by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is weariness to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. <laughs> there you go, sum up life. This is why you're born. That you might start the race of life, the spiritual race of life, early. Fear God and keep his commandments. The earlier you begin and learn to fear the Lord and honour him, the better it will be for all eternity, really. So have you started yet? Are you fretting away your time as a young person, playing with electronical devices, living your life for yourself? Remember, God will bring you into judgment for all this. You don't get away with that. If you're, if you're playing a game right now in church, have a peek at your neighbour. <laughs> On your phone, pretending to look up Bible verses, I know it happens in this church. Even some missionaries have said, when they sit at the back, they peek over. <laughs> and they said, did you know? I said, oh. <laughs> They're not smiling at what you're saying. They're smiling because it's won a game. Don't do that, folks. Remember, for all these things, you'll be brought into judgment. It's not because I'm going to judge you, but God is. Uh, don't frit away your life. Don't waste your time. Don't idly use it. Spend it wisely. <clears throat> well, secondly, to finish the race well, you must run well, of course. You don't only get out of the starting blocks and start looking around the scenery when you're in the race of life. You run with all your might. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 and 9, Paul said to these Galatians, Ye did run well. It says it. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? 
they dropped the baton. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, they dropped the ball, they dropped the baton, if you're in a, a relay race, we say. Paul said, This persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Uh, <clears throat> Paul reminded them in chapter 4 and verse 15 and 16, You would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. What's happened to you? And, and Tony's been going through that in, in Galatians. What happened to them was that they started trying to live by the, the rules, didn't they? <laughs> the commands, instead of living by the power of the Spirit, as we've been shown in the adult class. And they started picking on Paul and saying, who's he? <laughs> He's the one that pointed them to the Lord Jesus, and who's he? <laughs> if it wasn't for he, they might not have gone to heaven. Galatians 2.2, 2, in the last part of that verse, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. Run well. Who used to be in some athletic race? You ever got into a race anywhere? One, two. There must be some runners around. There I see. There's, there are a few of us that were in the... Even if it was back at uh, school relay or whatever, <laughs> run well and the whole school was cheering you on, your school against the other schools, I remember that. <laughs> and you, it gave you an extra get up and go, <laughs> but you did everything you did you could to win the race. Paul said, Ye, I should run or had run in vain. Oh, though, don't run life in vain. Philippians 2.16 Hold forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I had not run in vain, neither laboured in vain. So run the race of life well. Hey, do you have a big meal before you run? No. Do you wear yourself out before you run? No. As with, he's in here. He's, isn't he in junior church? <laughs> Toby likes running. To talk to Patobi, his favourite subject is running. <laughs> but <clears throat> I went to see him there at the field once. And uh, he'd run a race already before I got there, and he's in another one. And uh, he'd run across to where I was, and he'd run back to where... I thought, nah, he should have stayed there. Saved his energy, <laughs> because he's in a race. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I know it's maybe not true, but... As they look over from the balcony of heaven, not true, <laughs> but are they not cheering us on? Keep the faith. Run the race. Don't quit. Get in shape. That isn't the chorus we sing like that. <laughs> Get in shape. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 speaks of the same thing. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 reads... <clears throat> Wherefore, seeing ye also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, and it's talking about Hebrews there 11, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's the Christian race. To finish well, you've got to run well. You've got to start well. And as you go through life, the third one, you've got to serve well. <clears throat> In Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, it refers to sacrificial service. 
It is our reasonable service, Paul said there, to serve well. In John 13, one of the last instructions, and I grow to love it more and more as I read it, there where the Lord took the towel, girt himself, and washed the disciples' feet. We've got to serve humbly. We've got to serve sacrificially. We should serve consistently, Ephesians 2.10, ordained to walk in them. That's God's plan. That's, he's ordained that we walk in good works. <clears throat> And in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 22, he had made himself servant to all. Paul said he served all people. We start well, we run well, we serve well in ministry. Uh, the Lord spoke of this many times in all the parables he gave there, the talents the pounds, and on different occasions that he gave his servants these things that they might serve him well. Are we serving well? Because to finish well, we've got to serve well. In my, the um, sermon for my uncle Ray Emerson uh, a few months ago, I used similar to this and I was able to say, about Uncle Ray, this is what he said the night before he died with his family gathered around, only one Stephen had gone home. He, saw, he said, Lord, take me home. <laughs> this is what he shouted from his bed. <laughs> take me home, I just want to go. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he went home that night. He'd finished well. <laughs> and he'd run well, if you know Uncle Ray, if you knew Uncle Ray. He started in the Mallee as a farmer and ended up down in the tall trees of Warburton, <laughs> Gladysdale. And ministered there faithfully. Pastor McConnell preached there often. <laughs> I don't know if you went for meals there, Aunty Ollie. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> and he served well. <laughs> he run well. I remember up at Warburton in conventions they had at Easter time, second coming conventions, Uncle Ray was behind that. He started well when he come from the Mallee down. And heard the gospel. Mum came first and a few months later Uncle Ray turned up. <laughs> and they got saved. And the whole life changed. And run well. And it's easy to be able to preach a sermon at the end of somebody's life who had lived a life like that. And challenge their children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren at the funeral. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing compared with dad or grandpa or great-grandpa? <laughs> In running well and serving well. Well, <clears throat> another thought is we need to sow well. <laughs> the farmers that have got the crop in are grinning, as I said earlier. <laughs> I saw a, a picture this week on a phone of someone that got 4,000 acres in before it rained. And they were grinning. Even though the house was, water was running through their house and over the new carpet, they were still grinning. <laughs> because that 4,000 acres got rain on it. <laughs> And because they had sown well, they'd work late into the night, and sometimes I think the last night they worked all night until it started raining. And if you're in the city, you'd understand what these fellows, fellows do and get up to. Do they, Matthew? Chris? <laughs> You'll do anything to, to get that in at the right time. But to, if you don't sow, you're not going to harvest. And in our Christian life, if we're not going to sow, we're not going to finish well. We won't want to see the Lord if we've not sown seeds 
of godliness and goodness, he went about doing goods of the Lord Jesus, it is said. Healing people and serving others and ministering to others. Not about us, it's about others. Are we sowing? Well, what does it say? If we sow, we will reap. What we sow, that we will reap. And so we ought to be sowing. Galatians 6 and verse 7. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In another verse, cast your bread upon the waters, and in many days it will return. You know, the, the, the farmer puts it in, and there's all the other things that come along, the bugs and the beetles and the blight and other things that could come. And in this harvest time, there's fires, there's... It doesn't rain at the end and the, the latter rains don't come to bring the harvest to, to all those things. But they hope in anticipation of a harvest on the day of harvest. And so we labour and sow and keep sowing. <clears throat> I was talking to Andrew this week and we got cut off because I think where I was, it was a good reception. <clears throat> and I said, where are you? He said, I'm going up to the pine plantation to read and pray. He'd be watching this later today. <clears throat> and he says, oops. And what? What? Snake. I said, snake, what colour? Black. And then he got cut off. So I... <laughs> it was just one of those life things that happened while I was talking to him. And <clears throat> I pray that he's all right. I haven't heard anymore. <laughs> Tried to ring him back, but couldn't get on to him. But Andrew is just sowing, sowing, sowing. One day, I believe, in my heart, there's going to be an abundant harvest. And if you've prayed for him and helped him in some way, you'll be part of that harvest. Keep sowing, keep praying, keep giving toward all our missionaries. Keep, keep sowing. <laughs> Sow the seeds. This week, working for a chap, as I mentioned last week, I was going to... I kept on referring to the folks of the church and what we believe and what we s he knows what we he knows what I believe he said my sister is a preacher <laughs> and I said radio this is some years ago and she tells me these things <laughs> okay <laughs> that you know he needs to be born again you need to be born again and keep sowing the seed to these people that need the lord the chickens will come home to roost. Isn't that true? One day. We need to, fifthly, soldier well. <clears throat> Jude verse 3 reads, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend, contend, soldier, for the faith with once, which once was delivered unto the saints. <clears throat> Turn to 2 Timothy, where our reading was from this morning in chapter 4. We are definitely told to soldier on and soldier well, to be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus. In verse 6 of chapter 4, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. <laughs> Will you be able to say that when you're at the end of life? It depends what you've, how you've started. 
how you've run, how you've served, how you've sown, and how you've soldiered. He said, I've finished my course. I've run the race. I've fought the battles. And (laughs) he fought with beasts at Ephesus, it says. And I think on three occasions he lists a whole group of things that happened to him in the ministry for the glory of God that happened to him that weren't good. You know, thrice what beaten with 40, 40 stripes, save one, 39 times beaten. He must have been a picture to behold because they weren't dressing his wounds after these beatings. But he said, I've, I've finished the course. I know I've done what I've been asked to do and what I've been ordained to do. I've run the race. And the Ephesians chapter 6, what does it tell us in that chapter? Put on the whole armour of God. Soldier well. And so run well, the athlete. Soldier well. <laughs> to finish well, you've got to do it. You, you don't want to be discharged from the army. You don't want to AWOL out of the army either. <laughs> because you're not going to be finishing well. You're not going to be looking forward to meeting the Lord. We will be ashamed before him at his coming if we haven't been running well, serving well, sowing well and soldiering well. We'll be ashamed before him. And choose well. Choose well is the sixth point there. Joshua said in 24 verse 14 of Joshua, Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And if it seem evil unto you, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. If you're not going to serve him, who are you going to serve? Okay, make your mind up and get with it. If you're going to serve yourself, serve yourself so it's evident to everyone you're not serving the Lord. Don't be half, half-hearted. Don't sit on the fence. Serve well and um, <clears throat> choose well. Start well, serve well, so well, soldier well. Choose well. Young people, choose the best choice for life. Choose to serve the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24, we read this. Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had a right to that and he could have chosen to. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I mean, that can be applied to us, couldn't it? Choosing rather to suffer affliction, to go out in the wilderness and suffer all the things at the people's hands that he did. Choosing that than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. In choosing what he chose to do with his life, he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let that sink in and keep it as a thing today or this week that goes through your mind. Respect to the recompense of the reward. R, R, R. (laughs) He knew that in the future, if he led these people out, there would be a reward for so doing. He had respect to that reward and he said, that's what I'm going to choose to do. I pray that we have respect unto the recompense of the reward. As a young person, I know that was in my mind. How's it all going to end? Looking to the future. How's it going to finish? And last of all, finish well. Finish well. As you're driving down the road of life, it's like driving some... (laughs) 
some roads down where I was this week. Familiar, but not familiar. Old roads that I knew, Jimbrook and round the back of it. And I was driving my brother's car and he's co-passenger, he's not allowed to drive yet. He drives a lot of moving machine, but he's not allowed to drive a car. So, and he said, watch out, there's a pothole. <laughs> he ran the corner. And there's another one down here, down further. It's his car, you see. He was, he was <laughs> careful about the potholes. And in our Christian life, we need to see a little bit ahead, <laughs> way ahead, in fact, and watch out for the pitfalls and the potholes of life that can take you in and ruin and wreck your life. Dodge the potholes up ahead. Leave the legacy, a spiritual inheritance to those that follow after you, your children. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. And you don't live by grace and you live by works. Let's be able to say with Paul what we look back in 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. On your deathbed, and as on Paul's deathbed, will you be able to say what he said? In the book of Acts, chapter 20 and verse 24 and 27, it reads, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I may finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God, that I might finish my course with joy. You're heading toward home. If you're a Christian, how's it going? Not far from home, a mile out, 90 years old, two miles out, 60 years old. Sister Vicky is 51, she told me this morning. 51 years a Christian. <laughs> And we're all heading home, aren't we? <laughs> and not far to go. And if you're only 20, oh, I've got 60 years up my sleeve. <laughs> Don't count on it. But if you do, it's not long. Not long at all. You'll get to that point. Will you finish your course with joy? <laughs> As Paul said. He was, I think he was younger than me when he died. He was all beat up <laughs> in a prison. But he said, and, and as Tony mentioned this morning, everywhere they went in those days, they did it by foot. They had to walk there. And he walked over the known world, spreading the gospel, sowing the seed, planting churches, seeing souls saved everywhere, miraculously, in two weeks, establishing a, in two weeks, establishing a church in Thessalonica. Wouldn't that be great if that could happen today? <laughs> If people would so get the grasp of the truth, when they got saved, they'd never want to let it go like the Thessalonians didn't. And even when I was with you, I told you these things Paul referred to them, or told them in one of, the, one of his writings to them, that he might finish well. He could think of all the things that had happened. And, and when he stepped through death on his execution into heaven, there would be a whole heap of people to greet him. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank the Lord that he used you to get me here. Will there be, can you say, there will be a lot in heaven that can say thank you for preaching the word. Thank you for sowing the seed. 
of your life. You will finish well if you've, you've done these things that, and, and other things. There's just a few you can think of <clears throat> what we've referred to this morning. In Psalm 92, verse 13 and 14, <clears throat> those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall sting, still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. <laughs> I think that's spiritually speaking. <laughs> if it's physical, I'm doing all right. <laughs> but they shall bring forth fruit in old age. And maybe more fruitful in old age. <laughs> Bring forth twins, triplets maybe, in old age as we keep doing the work of the Lord. Who wants to finish well? Who wants to win the race? I think all of us say, yeah. You only finish well by starting, running, soldiering and all these other things we've looked at this morning. Well, throughout life, keep it consistent. Keep going. Don't quit. Don't be shelved. Don't be sidetracked. This world. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the challenge in your word through your servants to run the life, run the race, soldier on and finish well and have there a crown laid up. You do have a crown laid up for those that finish well. Lord, challenge us to do that. Let us not just seek what we can get together down here, but seek that we may lay up treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust is corrupt and thieves don't break through and steal. Lord, for where our treasure is there will our heart be also. Lord, let us look to the future and the blessings as we labour and serve earnestly and fervently today. Lord, if there is someone here that's not saved, hasn't even got out of the starting blocks in the race, the Christian race of life. May they come to the Lord Jesus by faith, believing he died for them, paid for their sins, to redeem their soul from eternal destruction and confess him as Lord. In their heart, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless them with salvation as we part now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.